And hello, fans. Welcome back to the Ice Cash Report. Tim and I are back for Episode 8. And Tim, unfortunately, the Dome continues to be just as house of horse. Yeah, it's it's an October uh, disaster every year up there. And it's an unfortunate scenario. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, a game there, you never really had control of it. Mm-mm. But a game that you were never was out. never out of it. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating as hell. It's like... You know, it's like climbing that hill, but never, ever going downhill. Just keep climbing that hill. Every time you got up a little higher, you know, you looked up and there's still more of that hill. Yeah. And they could never get to the peak and go downhill. Yeah. And that was what that game to me as analogy was. It's just like every time they make a move, they climb a little bit the hill. Either they fall back down a little bit or they climb back up, but they never get over the top. Yeah, let's. You've talked about all year. You made a really good point last week. Is you said every team's going to face adversity, and it's not get, getting down fourteen six or seven nothing early. And no disrespect to those teams, because Sanford's been a playoff team the last five or six years. Duquesne won a playoff game last year, so those are two of the top sixteen teams in the country that you're playing. Howard's got a good quarterback, but adversity was faced Saturday. We knew that going in, that you're probably going to be in a game in the fourth quarter. Um, Penguins got down 14-0, 21-7, and fought and clawed. And besides two plays, the defense battled their rear ends off. And I know that's only good in horseshoes and hand grenades, but you saw what this defense can do. It battled its butt off. And Reed and Richmond, they just played phenomenally. It, YSU's defense was not the problem. I said going in, there were two things that you can bank on every year happening in the Unidome. A, somebody from Northern Iowa is going to have a career game. And B, the ball is not going to bounce your way in a key situation, and you got to make plays to overcome it. Well, God, I hate being right on this stuff. Isaiah Weston for Northern Iowa, three catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown the long of 47 came on a third and 10 that the Penguins gave up. You stop them there, they got a punt. Instead, you get up a touchdown, a broken coverage. So there's a kid having a career game. And then B, you get the ball back after they fumble it. Next play, I love the play call by Coach Chris. Penguins came back. Mays had Ryan Edmonds in the end zone, 55 yards out. The ball hit him right in the hands, and he dropped it. It was a ball bouncing against you that... You didn't make the plays. and it, Tim, uh, this is about the offense got tested. We knew the defense for Northern Iowa going in was probably 1A, 1B in the conference. They're really good. They're really good every year. And I thought Nate Mays played a phenomenal ball game. I know people are going to say, well, he took six sacks. But did receivers get open? Look, he's going to say the six sacks are on him. But 17-23 to 23 for 239. Mays proved when he needs to throw the ball, he can make the plays throwing the ball. He completed 73% of his passes. He threw for over 235 yards. He had a touchdown, or two touchdowns, mm-hmm. I believe, in the game. And, no, he uh, he showed his leadership. I thought he played well. The sacks are a combination on the quarterback, on the offensive line, and you have to credit the Panthers' defense. It's a, combination, it's a combination of all three. There are times where it's on the quarterback not getting rid of the ball. There are times where it's the offensive line that did give him an opportunity to make a play. And 
there are times where you have to just credit the Panthers' defense mm-hmm. and what they achieved and what they you know they achieved their goal. Six is too many sacks in any game to give up. Yep, that was a part of the storyline. It's not why they lost, but it was a contributing factor. Yeah, Tim, you want to talk about look? Let's just man up and own it. We got whipped up front. Six sacks. Penguins didn't run the ball at all. I mean, they they were completely non-existent. Your leading rusher was Joe Alessi for 28 yards. Uh, Mays had the most carries, 18 for 13. Now that includes a sack yardage in there. Nobody could get anything going. And that's a credit to Northern Northern Iowa's front seven. They were completely dominant. You don't have much time to feel sorry about yourself in this league. And we all know that. This is a game that you're going to lose conference games. There's not a team in this conference, Sands, North Dakota State, that's going to go undefeated. There's not a team in this conference that will... Not many teams are going to go. You need them to win. We knew that. These are the challenges of playing in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Mm-hmm. Going on the road and winning. Teams that are successful going on the road and win in this conference are usually making the playoffs and usually in the top one or two slots in in the uh, conference. Mm-hmm. The conference has the ability to give multiple teams into the playoffs under the format. But the top two teams will get the best seeds. Yep. So, going forward, looking at YSU, opportunity lost. Big opportunity, yep. A game, I'm sure, where there's a lot to be learned. Now, going forward, when you look at what they achieved and what they didn't achieve, the thing, as you mentioned there, was the offensive line being really dominated by the defensive front for the Panthers. And we haven't seen that all year. No, we haven't. And that's what I was going to say. How does that group, now that it's faced its adversity, because every group will face its own adversity within a team and a team itself Mm -hmm. as a whole. So the team as a whole, the adversity is the loss. Going on the road and trying to achieve something that has not been achieved since 1999 and coming up short. Now coming back home. And getting ready for the number three team in the country. So it's not going to be easy. However, now it's it's time to man up for the offensive line. Because they make their bread and butter by this team being able to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And when this team rushes for under 60 yards total in a ball game, that's going to challenge them going forward. Let me say this. There are no moral victories. I'll just make that clear. There this program is no moral victories. It's not about being close. But like you said, this team relies on be, on being able to run the ball and win the battle up front. The Penguins going to run the ball at all. And the fact that you were made one-dimensional in the game and you missed a field goal in the fourth quarter and dropped a wide-open touchdown, 10 points wins you the game. So I'm not trying to say, hey, there's more victories in this, but it shows the progression of this offense that, maybe we can rely on the passing game in the future because I don't think we're going to see a defense like that, Tim, until November 2nd when North Dakota State comes here. Yeah, you're right about the competition level. It also shows you the difference in how small victory and, and defeat is. The margin is. of errors. Obviously, special teams missing points on the board with a field goal. Frustrating. Not unforgivable. Frustrating. But frustrating, yeah. Because no kicker is 100% accurate. And I get that. And I'm not here to say that. You hate 
missing opportunities to put points and on the scoreboard. And special teams played really well. Especially when you're behind by a touchdown, and that would give you points closer mm-hmm. to the to the total of being a victor, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. You know, there's 10 points that missed in the fourth quarter. Those are the things that, you know, you have to take out and look at and say, is it achievable to turn those plays into points in the future? And the answer is yes. So now it is up to the coaching staff, the players, to put themselves in better position to make those plays. Yep, That's the difference between a good team, a championship team, and a winning team. You know, a winning team will make most of their plays, but they're going to leave a few and they'll end up with a, you know, a seven and five record on the season. A championship team makes those plays 80 to 90 percent of the time. And they end up winning championships in the, in their conference or playing for championships in their conference or going to the playoffs and making plays. That's the difference. And a losing team never makes those plays. And that's where you have to figure out, when I say facing adversity, where this team will go forward. All teams are going to face injuries. And some of them will be key injuries. And some of them may or may not be recognized yet today. You're going to have to overcome those scenarios. It's the next man up mentality, and they're going to have to figure out what they're what they're going to be. Because in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, as you mentioned, competition is high. Yep, every game matters. It's a two game swing when you win or lose. Exactly. In this conference, so right now you lost one conference game where the Panthers are now up on you on yep. one game. You're behind. You have not conference games left. So each and every week is going to be a gut check about how far this team can move forward. Because for them to be successful and to make the playoffs, they're going to have to compete and win games on the road and at home at the Ice Castle. And it starts against the number three team in the country. Well, you talk about injuries. Uh, Bo Plenty just came out. Nate Mays is day-to-day after suffering injury Saturday. That's all we know. So if Mays can't go, it's on Joe Craycraft. And I would imagine probably a larger dose than we have seen of Mark Wade. Uh, that's all we know. I, you know, you don't want to get into speculation of, like you said, you got to protect home field in any sport, especially now when you're down two games in the standings. And you get a number three team in the country in prime time at Stambaugh. And Tim, a team that historically the Penguins have not matched up very well against. So let's, just, let's put it out there. There are, there are a couple of teams in this conference that schematically YSU does not match up against. And that's the South Dakota State Jackrabbits and uh, under head coach John Stegelmeyer. The Jacks come in 4-1. and one, Only lost a 28-21 last minute loss to Minnesota, who, by the way, is 5-0 and this year. And have wins over Long Island, 38-3, Drake, 38-10, Southern Utah, 43-7, and they won their conference and opener over Southern Illinois, 28-10. So we know historically this offense can score. They have a variety of weapons, passing and running, to get it in. It's not going to be like Northern Iowa. They're going to spread you out, and they're going to try to throw you. Uh, it's going to test the Penguins' secondary. But the R-Boys up front will have... Some chances to tee off, I think. It comes down to who controls the offense and defensive lines. Just like last week's game, this week is not going to change. And you're right. 
the Jackrabbits are always a test. And it's going to be necessary to be ready at home. You have to defend the Ice Castle. If you're going to win in this conference, you have to defend your home turf. Mm-hmm. Those four games in your conference at home are so important. It does not even... The magnitude of those games are that big. Like Northern Iowa, who were able to defend their home field last week. The Penguins are at home the rest of the season. Their home games, they must, an absolute must, defend the Ice Castle. They have to come out with victories at all home games, no matter who the opponent is. If it's the number three, the number one, or the number 775, they have to bring them in. You have to win no matter who you're playing. And anytime you're at home, it is that much more important. So it comes down to, will they get the running game going again? And can, as you mentioned, as we like to call them, the R&R boys, come through and lead that defense to make him plays because they played well last week. They came up on the short end. Now it's up to the to this coaching staff, these players, to uh, make a determination that they're going to hold. They're going to defend the Ice Castle. Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, South Dakota State, uh, Saturday, their 28-10 win over Southern Illinois, ran the ball 42 times for 323 yards. Bingo. So if, if you can... Tim, it's going to be who can establish their run game first. Penguins or Jackrabbits. South Dakota State only gives up 91 yards per game on the ground. Uh, they threw it. Quarterback Jabori Gibbs, 10 of 15 for 96 yards, three touchdowns. He was sacked four times, though. So, like we talked about, there will be chances for Malik Richmond, Justice Reed, to get sacks, to put them behind the chains. Tim, it's going to come down to, like you said, three things, I think, now. Offensive line play, quarterback play, and you've got to limit penalties. Nine penalties, 95 yards, 30 yards of which in the fourth quarter came on a drive that were personal foul penalties. And quarterback play for Youngstown State could be huge because we don't know the health of Mays going into this game. Will he or will not he play? Cranecraft will have to play. Craycraft will probably see action, and he has to play at the highest level he has played in his career. Mm -hmm. And this is why I was so determined to save Wade for the playoff, or not playoff games, but for conference games. Simply because. You need him now. Yeah, he's your backup. And there's a potential that you may see him more than four games this year, which if they need to, they will. I think if they, if they're winning, they will. We'll just have to wait and see how it all plans plays out. Mm-hmm. Let's play this week's game. Yeah, this is that's all that matters. This is going big forward. right now. I, yeah. Let's not. You know, I'm not. We got a lot more games to go, but you you can't start zero two in conference play. You can. It's a tough climb. But like you said, if you want to get to where we want to get to, and that's playing on the last weekend of November, you have to win this football game Saturday. No hands if buts about it. You have to win. You have to defend your field. You know, they have to f- defend Stanball. Simple as that. The Ice Castle is theirs to defend. We're going to learn a lot about this team going forward. Exactly. Because this is where you determine this how good of a football tested. team you'll be the rest of the season. Because if you get down 0-2 in the conference, it's going to be a very difficult climb back up. Because you're going to have to win every game. And that means on the road, too. Yep. So defend the castle and move forward. That is the most important thing. Obviously, as you mentioned, offensive line, 
defensive line play, quarterback play, whoever that may be, will be the keys to the game, in my opinion. Yeah, this is we're going to have to score points. Uh, no kidding, but we're going to have to run the football for 150 minimum. You got to keep that offense off the field because South Dakota State has proven that they can score, they can get up on you, and if they get a lead on you, they got the run game to put it away. Good football teams at the collegiate level score points, meaning they'll touchdowns. score touchdowns and they'll score 28 plus points a game. 28 is going to have to win it. Well, that's what I'm point. Yep. You're going to if you want to gauge on this team's success, as you seen last week, 14 points, too small. Tough defensive ball game, an opportunity to win games, but they didn't score in the, in the fourth quarter. They were down by 14 in you know in the second quarter. They cut it down to 7 in the third mm-hmm. and they could not get over that hump. First real road game of the year other than going down to Alabama, which is a totally different type of feel in my opinion. So, you're in the conference. Goal got to be 28-plus points a game from this point on. If they can do that, they're going to be in every game. Yeah. And that's it's going to be on the offense, and that means on the offensive line to create holes for the running game. Joe Ellis has to get loose. They have to use his speed. They're going to have to get him the ball. He can't get the ball eight times. No, no. that That's inexcusable. Exactly. He Your leading rusher cannot be the quarterback. He has to touch the ball 15 to 20 times, either through the air or a run play. Alessi and Turner combined for 17 carries. Alessi, Turner, and Chapman, your running backs, 18 carries. Tim, that's as many as Nathan Mace you had have the to entire get first game. Downs. The way you do that yeah. is get first downs. If you don't get first downs, you don't get extra plays. So getting drives going, moving the ball. Keeps South Dakota State off the field. And gives you an opportunity to score. Simple yeah, as it, that. This is, you got to keep. Your defense off field, as good as it is, you cannot tire them out because South Dakota State's going to make them work for the max. They're going to give you a lot to defend. Time of possession is going to be a part of the game. There's no question about it. Well, do you have any predictions or you want to go keys to the game? I think I already gave my keys. (laughs) (laughs) Any predictions? Uh, My prediction, let's see. I hate predicting against the Penguins. So I'm going to go with my 28 total Mm -hmm. and say a 28. 21 victory. Boy, that would uh, that would really erase the really, really awful feelings. Uh, you entitled the last podcast being kicked in the gut. Saturday's being kicked in the gut in the back times 10. I think I gave my keys pretty much. Offensive line play, quarterback play, and cut down on penalties. Unfortunately, Penguins have not shown the knack to cut down on penalties yet. And the offensive line... Six sacks given up against Northern Iowa. That combined with I don't like the matchup schematically with South Dakota State, I like the Jack Harbors to win, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's by two touchdowns. I just I get a bad feeling about, and I'm not. Historically, we have not responded well to adversity. We're going to see what kind of team uh, we're made of. If, if when you get kicked in the stomach, you're going to come back and fight, and you're going to embody that grit you mentality and the sledgehammer and all that, or are we going to roll over? You're going to tell early on within the first 10 minutes of the game if we're going to be in it. Because if we're engaged and dialed in, Penguins should be able to hang in there. I think we're going to hang in there. I just think South Dakota State's a little too explosive for us. Uh, So begrudgingly, I think next week we're going to be talking about an 0-2 start to conference play. An uphill climb. 
like you said. Well, we'll find out come Saturday night. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I eat crow. Penguins, Jack Rabbits, a top 20 matchup at Stanboss, 6 o'clock this Saturday. Tim and I will be back next week for episode 9 to hopefully Tim can entitle that podcast Eating a Big Dose of Crow because I hope to God I am. So for Tim, I'm Anthony. On that note, go Penguins. Let's respond well, boys.